Welcome to the Monday Morning Tears Cast, the first, best, and only podcast related to the Monday Morning Tears Fantasy Football League. I am your host, Daniel Kites, this year going by Kelsey Dagger. Uh, and today we've got a great podcast ahead of us looking at the draft that was. Uh, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about the first game of the season as well that we saw on Thursday. Uh, and again, like I, I mentioned in the chat, the original guest for this was supposed to be Andre. But apparently he wants to become the first back-to-back winner of the Butthurt Bowl and just won't come on the podcast. Uh, and in order to avoid that, uh, someone who may need to do that is coming on the pod to take his place. Uh, this year we've got the general manager for the team of criminals. we got Paul V on the pod. How you doing, Paul? Good, good, good. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, you know, just just excited to actually have a voice to talk about this draft. I feel like this was a really interesting draft in a lot of ways, and I'm kind of excited to to get to break it down with uh, someone finally. It um, really was. But let me yeah. clarify that I will not be the first two-time Butter Bowl winner. It's going to be Andre. He's You're on the back pod back. Now, so it's definitely not going to be you. He's, yeah, he's he's going to have to stop fighting those uh, stop sign tickets. You know what I mean? He's going to have exactly. to join his podcast ASAP. I, I don't know if he's just, like, shy, like, if he's afraid to talk to us. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I feel like he's – because Andre's a hot take machine, too. Like, he just loves talking shit. But I don't know why he won't just do it on an audio format. I, I don't know if he's like, – I'm pretty sure for his job title, bro, he can't really be shy, man, to talk to people, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, you feel like you got to be kind of out there in the community. But he's – I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's afraid that his cop buddies will find this podcast and, and give him shit. It's a possibility. That's a possibility. Player. That's a possibility. So, so Paul, talk to me about your draft. We, uh, you, you, you had some bold moves early on. Uh, so, why, why don't you break us down through your, your kind of emotions and your thoughts as the draft went on? Well, I wasn't going to get Saquon either way, like, because I've just been having him since he came in the league. So, no one was really going to take Saquon away from me. <laughs> I know Daniel was talking a little shit, you know. And um, I have a feeling that, like, honestly, like, if I didn't talk shit back, I might have got him for a little cheaper, you know? I was expecting to pay maybe over 80 for him. So it depends on how much Christian McCaffrey went for, too, right? He went for what, like, 81? 80? He went for 80. Yeah. So I'm all right with getting Saquon for 77, but I feel like if I just, like, snuck it in there or if I didn't play it off like I wanted him for sure, maybe I could have got him for a couple bucks cheaper, you know? Yeah, it was interesting because I, I think that definitely happened. I think you definitely were bit up on Saquon by some of us. Just yeah, for because, sure. Which is the danger of when you establish that a guy is your guy because then you can have that happen. But I think yeah. it, was really, it was really a turning point a bit, which is hard to say because it was like the second pick. But like, mm-hmm. if, if he didn't get bit up quite as much, I, I don't know if we would have seen the same huge values for the other running backs after him. Because I think that's the big story of our draft is how expensive all these running backs went for. Because, I mean, Zeke went for 74 afterwards, Dalvin Cook 68, Kamara 70, Derrick Henry 64, Edwards Allaire 60. Like, these were like huge prices for these running backs and it you know with Christian McCaffrey I think we all expected that to happen to be kind of a yeah. but if Saquon mm-hmm. uh, didn't go for 77 that you know or what if, if Saquon even went for like a 71 or a 72 I think that could have changed a lot uh, but but what what is it about Saquon that you love so much like why do you need Saquon on your team why is he your guy? <laughs> 
just a Giants fan, man. I just ride, you know, with my Giants players. Just like almost like Kimber and his Patriots, you know? Like, yeah. he needs to, like, you know, I just ride with my players, you know? And because I have a Saquon jersey, so I got to get him. And because he's a good player as well, you know? He's not, it's not like I'm wasting, you know, $70 on like a trash, you know, like a dirt bag bucket that's not going to be able to play, you know? True. So, yeah, I have to waste some money on him. Yeah, that's totally fair. I guess, yeah, it's it's nice to have someone that you actually root for and is, like, mm-hmm. amazing to be kind of your main guy. I can, I can see mm-hmm. the, the love behind that. So then you, you followed that up by getting Tyree Kill and Pat Mahomes pretty quickly after that. Uh, what were you, you? You got that KC stack there. Tell me about uh, your thoughts getting those two guys. Well, last year, I believe I had, was running around with, like, some mediocre wide receivers like, I think the best guy I had last year was maybe Allen Robinson, which, you know, he I kind of blew up. And DJ Chark. DJ Chark came out of nowhere, too, as well. But, um, no, this year I just had to solidify. Like, I just needed to solidify WR1 for sure ASAP, you know. And uh, when I got him for, what did I get him for, like, $41? $41, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty shocked because um, I thought he was, I mean, his average was, what, 53 uh, I don't know what his, the average was, but he he definitely, I think, went on the lower end of those top wide receiver yeah well i mean you have julio jones going for like 54 right or whatever julio jones went for 44 devonta adams 48 michael thomas went for 56 by far the most expensive wide receiver Mm -hmm. uh yeah Yeah. hill for 41 might uh, i think could be very very sneaky good value there yeah i mean i had to take it because i need to solidify wr1 asap and then also when i after last year when i spent fucking 28 dollars on baker mayfield and he (laughs) you know you know, shot the bed. Yeah. Um, it's not too bad to spend, you know, $31 on a solidified QB one too as well. When Patrick Mahomes are going to probably put up those numbers that are, you know, very high, right, on a consistent basis, right? It was either going to be him or Lamar that I wanted to try to get. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think I think of those two guys, I think I would take Mahomes, honestly, because, uh, I mean, it's kind of weird. I guess I, I think this year in fantasy, consistency is going to be a big thing. Like, who who kept a lot of the same guys around from last year to this year? Because, you know, with no training camp and no preseason, like having that foundation in place, I think is going to be super important. And no one on that Chiefs offense has disappeared, uh, which makes yeah. me think that, that Mahomes is just going to blow up. And, I mean, he, he looked great in that first game against Houston as well. So I think that's definitely a solid move for sure. It is. It is but with the thing with Lamar, though, man, like he runs, bro. Like, you know, and like those those – the rushing yards are very valuable too, as well versus passing yards. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like so, Lamar. I mean, he's 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 one hell of a player as well. It was there. Was there any other player on your team that you were kind of who someone that you were happy to get, or someone that you were like frustrated that you kind of paid so much for? Any anyone else? Yo, that, so um, like I auto drafted Tyler. Like I mean, what's his name? Like, Tyler Lockett or whatever. Yeah, and like. I mean, it's all right because what I got him for was pretty good and, like, he is a pretty good receiver. But, like, I didn't really want to get him like that. You know what I mean? Because at that time, I had, like, my max bid was, like, I think, like, $28 or something. Yeah. And then that brought me down to, like, like really low, man. Like, that, my, after oh. that, after him, my max bid was, I don't know, and I had no bench players at that point. So what happened? Hey. Where, why'd you leave the draft room? What's going on, Paul? No. I don't know what happened. Brother, what do you mean you don't know what happened? I don't, I don't really know what happened, bro. You <laughs> like, know what happened. I, I think I was watching the Raptors game while it was going on. And, like, yeah, I don't really know what happened, to be honest with you, man. But, you know, honestly, I'm happy it was 
Tyler Lockett instead of like someone that I just auto drafted to, to to go up and then like no one else bids on him or everyone else knows I'm on auto draft and just keeps bidding and then my guy my computer would just bid by itself you know yeah. what I mean yeah and at I'm least too, it like it wasn't like some random <clears throat> because the auto draft can be annoying with that if someone nominates another quarterback you'll like mm. just pay out the ass even though you already have one so you at least got like the the top wide receiver on what should be a pretty dynamic offense I think Tyreek Hill and Ty Lockett, you know, I think I think that's a, a pretty good one-two punch there at wide receiver. You know, like, honestly, after the years that I've had where, like, I think that I have a good team at the beginning of the season, I'm going to hold my breath and just wait for a couple weeks <laughs> to see if they perform because after last year, man, I thought I had a good team too. But my tight end was O.J. Howard last year, and yeah. you know, he was supposed to be really good, and he just, like, I, I like, you know, like he just shot the bed. Right. Well, you know, you got you got a nice little buy low candidate there with Hayden Hurst because I think Hayden Hurst, I think a lot of people think is going to be very good uh, for Atlanta because Austin Hooper had a huge year in Atlanta last year, yeah, and he's gone, and Hayden Hurst is going in to fill that role, and I think a lot of people are pretty high on him. I mean, you do have Gronk as well. I mean, I don't know. What you see, that, honestly, you but. know what's funny? I'm the one who actually bid on Gronk to get him at four dollars, and after I filled up my starting lineup, like Hurst. Big Ben, everybody else on my squad that was on my bench was auto drafting because I only had a dollar max bid at that point. Yeah. So after the draft, like an hour after the draft, when I opened it up, I actually saw I got hers. I had um, Jaseki, like I had three tight ends at that point, two defenses and two quarterbacks. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's when I decided to like, but here's the thing though, like, our, like Nicholas was telling me, like our running back, like the league running back is very shallow right now. Like a lot of people like, yeah, the running back game is really low right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, timeshare guys. There aren't a lot of guys that are yeah. just, like, top dog, number one, without, like, question. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely had to drop and then pick some up on the wave. I was surprised I actually got both of them by what I bid for it, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's move on and talk about some teams then. Like, I don't know how much of a chance you've had to look around the league. Was there any team, any, anyone's team that stood out to you as one that you thought was, like, that, the one that you're scared of, one that you think is going to be really good this year? After David Johnson's game, I mean, Tarasa's team is good. It looks pretty good right now. I mean, yeah, it looks I'm, pretty good. I'm there with you. I, I think Taras has probably, at least as, as a starting lineup, probably has the best starting lineup uh, of yeah, any like team in our league right now. I, I think Kyler Murray has, you know, if he's not a top five QB, he's in that conversation. Zach Ertz, mm-hmm. top five tight end. Dalvin Cook, I mean, I, I had him all last year. I, I, I will sing the praises of Dalvin Cook. David Johnson looked nice. I, I don't know. David Johnson is weird because I watched that game, and he still looks like he moves super slow but was getting stuff done. I don't know if he's just, like, deceptively fast, but he still looked really slow to me. But hey, it, man, it, as, as long okay. as you're getting those points, man, it doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's and like, he's got Todd Gurley, too, as well. And he has Zach Ertz at the TE, man. Like, he has yeah. a really good starting lineup, man. We were, we were joking a little bit in the uh, the Discord chat that uh, Terrasa's team uh, would be by far the best team two years ago uh, because of guys like OBJ and Juju mm-hmm. and David Johnson and stuff. But if, you mm-hmm. know, if those are guys that just are going to bounce back big this year, uh, and kind of return to that form. Like this, this could be a monster lineup. Yeah, no, this is the this starting lineup looks very dangerous, especially if 
Kyler Murray stays consistent and he actually, you know, like he becomes a top five, like, yeah, yeah. this looks like a deadly lineup, man. I also thought I would direct a little attention. To, I, I I don't like pumping his tires because he gets a little full of himself. Uh, but I'm, mm. I'm going to talk a little bit about Danny's team. I think Danny's got a top to bottom a pretty strong team as well, especially with his Which running back team? depth. Because I think, as you kind of said, running back depth is going to be really at a premium uh, yeah. in the league. And he probably has the best one-two punch in running backs with Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon. I think that's going to be probably, you know, those those are two, you know, RB1s that he was able to pick up there. Marlon Mack looks like he may be more involved in Indianapolis than we thought. Cam Akers could take control of that uh, Los Angeles backfield. A lot of upside there, I think, with those running backs. I think there's a lot that uh, Danny has to be happy about during the draft. Yeah, I mean, he's got a couple of running backs here as well, too, where it's like if someone does get injured, like, they'll be the number one, right? Like, like Cam Ackers, like, I mean, he might, he potentially could be out, he could out-carry Brown, so... Yeah, and I Henderson mean, too. I I yeah. I gotta I gotta try and rep my boy Daryl Henderson. So I know there's a lot of folks out there that see a lot of talent in him. One one of the fantasy analysts that I like to follow kind of compared him to an Austin Eckler type. So that's kind of what intrigued me about him is him mm-hmm. if, if he can potentially become that. But yeah, it's 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 really hard to say right now at that LA backfield, especially now that uh, Gurley's kind of disappeared there. Uh, but yeah, there's yeah, too many people a, fighting for time right now. Yeah, exactly. There. So I think there's, I think Danny has a lot to be happy with there, uh, and I also think, I think Victor's got a lot to be happy with as well, especially after seeing Edwards Hilaire uh, go off in that first game. You know, what, what did you did you watch the first game there, Paul? I mean, I did, and like, what what do you think like, about Edwards Hilaire? Nah, he, he's very like, I mean, he's very small though. When you're watching him on the field compared to everybody else, he's actually really small. And, um, but he's so agile just so, um, yeah, man, he's just so shifty when he's on the field, man. Like his cuts mm. are very clean, very fast, you know? Yeah. And because he's just so much smaller, he can hide behind those, those, those blockers and stuff like that, you know? And yeah, no, but because I'm playing Victor this week, like, nah, man, like I'm going to have to say this guy's trash. <laughs> no. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, you, you have it in tough right now. Uh, you know, yeah. I feel like it's it's too easy to say because everyone makes has probably made the comparison so far. But you know, short back, stocky, shifty. Like, you know, I think I think people are getting a lot of Maurice Jones Drew vibes uh, from from Edward Solaire, but with like more pass mm. catching upside. Uh, so that you know that if if that's the case in KC, you know that that the sixty three dollars that uh, Victor paid for Edward Solaire could come through looking really nice. Yeah, man. Honestly, that's like just what a ballsy move, man. Like, yeah, to drop for the, that for the rook. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, man, it's insane. It's insane. But yo, kudos to him, man. I mean, fuck. Like, yeah. If he ends up being, it's like I remember that one year. Who was it, man? Who had Kareem Hunt that one year that he broke out? His rookie year it was Andre. Oh, I can't even remember. I want to say. I want to say it Kimbert. was Andre. It was a Kimbert. I, I I honestly don't remember. I think it was Andre, man. Andre had him and like, some other crazy running back. But, yo, like, Hunt came onto the scene, man, and just killed it. And, like, yeah, bro. Yeah. You know? So, like, hopefully this happens for Victor as well. Like, this guy comes onto the scene and just kills it, man. Yeah. Because if he does, then, like, I mean, he's got a really good team, too, as well. Especially with Mike Evans, too, at, at the WR, too. Yeah. What's this for net bet you guys got going on, though? Man? <laughs> like, so, I mean... I guess I've earned the reputation, let's say, that I, I'm a bit of a Fournette hater. I've uh, okay. I've never really thought that he, 
he was worth, you know, a top five draft pick. Never saw him do anything really worthwhile in Jacksonville. Uh, and I mean, I was proved wrong a little bit last year, but only because there was literally no better option out there. He just became a volume guy. Um, and so I'm, I'm still pretty low on him this year. And so Danny, I think, or Victor took him, I think, but Danny and I were just, you know, Dan, Danny, uh, thinks I'm ridiculous. I think for my Fournette hate, I'm like a blind hater. So we, <laughs> we just bet on who's going to have more fantasy points at the end of the year, Jordan Howard, uh, who I drafted or Leonard Fournette. Uh, and I, it's weird. I, I actually think I'm a bit of an underdog here, but I think there's a lot of things that could happen to make Fournette not perform well. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of factors to Jordan Howard just doing what he does outside of injuries, which is a part of his past. But yeah, the thing is, like, I just think Jordan Howard is just – a perfectly solid above average running back. And I think Fournette isn't that. And I think Fournette is in a place where he may not even be guaranteed that many touches with Ronald Jones and, and other guys out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what are you guys really betting though? Like what total yardage or like what are you guys really fantasy doing? points? <laughs> like, fantasy oh, points. Fantasy points. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's your read on that, Paul? Would who's if if you had to put money on one of those two, Howard or Fournette, who you taking? I mean, if it's just player on like player, like probably Howard, but like because he's on Miami, bro, like I don't know, man. It's tough. Miami hype train. I'm I am on the Miami hype train. I think Miami's gonna finish I, I think Miami's gonna finish with six wins this year. I think they're gonna be scrappy. Yeah, you know, but it's still Miami, though. You know, like, yeah. But I think we're overestimating Tam- Tampa Bay. I think we're really severely so, yeah. overestimating Tampa Bay. I mean, Bay. yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are probably overestimating Tampa Bay this year, anyways. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, if you're just going overall fantasy points, I mean, if there is more, since there is more options over in in Tampa to spread the ball out i don't know yeah maybe maybe howard and i i can see an argument too that like if tampa is really that good there will be lots of like you know they'll be winning a lot which means in the second Mm -hmm. half of games they'll be running a lot Uh, so i can kind of see a bit of that argument but i just don't think tampa bay is gonna be winning that much yeah i hear you i i mean fuck i don't know i don't know how much maybe i don't know how many games you think they're gonna win how many games you think they're gonna win yeah, I, 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 yeah, and I, I actually think I, I'm pretty sure I owe Danny for last year's bet. I never actually, I think, paid up on that. So I, and, but he hasn't brought it up. So now that I've said it on the <laughs> podcast, I'll have to, because uh, uh, I, I, you know what? It was really frustrating because I was right about to win that bet. I think because we we bet on over under 300 fantasy points for Kyler Murray, and okay. he was at like it was. Uh, and the caveat was that he had to start, I think, all 15 games or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he started that final game against Seattle, was tearing them up, but then left halfway through with an injury and was short by, like, five points. And so it screwed Five fantasy points, eh? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I'm pretty sure me and you made a bet last year, too, knowing the playoffs, right? It was <laughs> the final game of the season. I beat you by, like, point, like point one two points, maybe? <laughs> oh, that sounds big. It was the head-to-head match. It was a I, head-to-head match. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> not, I, I didn't make the playoffs anyway, so it doesn't really matter. You this, know? Is, this is my <laughs> problem. I, I like gambling, but I'm apparently terrible at it. 
Oh, this is my problem too, buddy. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I decided to change the the um, the outcome this year by actually paying or not early, but being not not being the last one to pay. So maybe you know, maybe it'll change things around, man. Maybe I'll make the playoffs again this year. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, mm-hmm. let, let's start moving towards the end here. Uh, let's talk about some of the waiver wire stuff. So you picked up Damian Harris and uh, Darren. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name. Let me try and say it. So you put Dare Dare Ogunbowale. There we go. Yeah, Dare that's, not, that's not bad. Ogunbowale. That's not bad. Yeah, that's I just right. couldn't remember. I, there was a lot of syllables there that I, I couldn't keep up with. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah. So so talk <laughs> about what why you picked those two guys up and and you pick up Darian Damian Harris as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So talk and Malcolm yeah, Brown. You picked sorry. up three guys there. So mm-hmm. tell us about your thought process there. So, well, I mean, Nicholas actually helped me out there. Um, he was telling me that. I, well, I mean, like, honestly, after the draft happened, bro, I looked at my bench. I'm like, buddy, like, this is a terrible – I have no depth right now in my in my bench, man. I had, like, two defenses, three tight ends, and, like, a quarterback and a receiver that was not even going to play in Golden Tate, you know. So, I needed more depth of running back, man. Because, I mean, Kareem Hunt is not going to be, like, I mean, I think, I feel like he's going to be an okay RB, two, maybe, like, three. He's but probably like, a I'm flex hoping, option, yeah. Yeah, but I'm hoping that, you know, whoever has Chubbs, like, who has him? Uh, Mikey, I think, has Chubb. Yeah, so I'm just hoping that this man just, like, pops a kneecap or something, and, <laughs> and the Kareem, Kareem Hunt just becomes – you know, the RB1 there. You know, that's that's what I'm praying for right now. But yeah. aside from that, yeah, no, Malcolm Brown, um, it's a thing here too, right? Like, I mean, Cam Ackers, like, he might end up out-touching him too as well. But, I mean, I just had him because like, I need some depth just in case something happens. I need someone that's even relevant in the game, right? I don't want to grab an RB that, like, is not even relevant, you know? Because especially in an RB league right now where there's no RBs at all, you know, I had to do something to try to pick him up. Um, Harris, same thing as well, too. I feel like Harris, when he does come back, I, I feel like he might have a chance to t- take uh, over. What's the guy's name? Michelle? Michael? Sony Michelle. Yeah, he might be able to take over his position. Um, but uh, Yeah, yeah all, all indications out of training camp was that Damian Harris was ready to, like, because Michelle was injured to start training camp. And mm-hmm. apparently, like, yeah, Damian Harris was, was torching him, like, all all the beat writers are saying, you know, Damian Harris has taken, you know, first uh, first team reps. Like everyone was all aboard to the the Damian Harris hype train, but then he injured his hand, and now he's out for three weeks at least. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully he comes back and he doesn't, you know, miss a beat, right? Because that would really um, that would really work out for me. If he ends up being a very good RB over there too, and he takes the lead spot, then I'm I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And then with um, the Ray, what's his name? Ogumbawale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, I just had an open spot, man, and I just like I I I didn't bid on him or anything. I just picked him up because I had an open spot because I have Harris and IR, right? Yeah. True enough. Yeah. But aside from that, yeah, it's really what I did, man. Yeah. Fair. So let's let's talk about just quickly the games this weekend. You know, is there any matchup that you're excited about or any any game in particular you're excited to to keep an eye on this weekend? Well, like a head-to-head matchup in fantasy, like I'm really excited uh, to see how me and Victor plays out. Sure. And even just like yeah. just like the NFL, like which uh which games are, are you looking out for? <sighs> oh, obviously my Giants. I'm down to watch my Giants play the the Steelers. You know, yeah. but um, what's your read on that, that game? You think you think Saquon's having a big game there? No, honestly, it depends, man, because like Pittsburgh's defense is like a little shit. Like they could be good some games, they could be good, like really bad other games. You know what I mean? 
So it depends. Like, I mean, if it starts well, like, I'd be very happy and very sad because I have to make up for, for Victor's RB, rookie RB, just killing it, you know? So yeah, I need Saquon to have a big game. Um, aside from that, I'm also interested in seeing I'm really – I mean, Arizona and 49 – like, Cardinals and 49ers are going to be a good game, I think. Yeah, because it'll be fun to see uh, how Nuck Tompkins – or Hopkins, rather, uh, is able mm-hmm. to kind of – because if, if – if Kyler Murray has a legit like top five wide receiver now, that that could be dangerous because yeah, you know having I mean. him last year, his best option was like Christian Kirk and you know geriatric Larry Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, with a legit receiver there now, that could be something really fun to watch. Yeah, and then aside from that, I'm also looking forward to the Buccaneers and Saint game too as well. That, yeah. that, I think that one's gonna be a good one for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Paul. We're we're gonna get ready to sign off here. Is there is there any shit you want to talk? Any any parting shots you want to take right before we uh, leave here today? Honestly, it's never really worked out for me like in the past. So I, I don't really want to like start talking any like shit yet. But like, Andre is definitely gonna go back to back. And if it's not Andre, it's gonna be Danny. So that's all I'm gonna. That's all the shit I'm really gonna say right now, though. All right, I like where your head's at. You're you're not the first to say it, and you definitely won't be the last. Yeah, all right. All right, guys, we'll come back to you after Sunday's games there, and we'll be breaking all those things down again with someone new on the podcast. Maybe Andre, if he's decided he's not a little baby bitch. Uh, But in the meantime, y'all, keep crying. Fuck it.